0: Welcome back to a 2K away Christmas special. Yay. <laughs> Welcome back. My name is Paige. This is my sister, Peyton. Hello. We are sisters that used to... I, I know I said this is my sister, Peyton, but we used to be 2,000 miles away from each other, but now we're in the same room. And this week is the week of Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays to whatever you celebrate. Uh, because because we, know, we know there's a lot of, there's, re- uh, so many. A lot of religions <laughs> and a lot of holidays. So Either way. Happy holidays to whatever you celebrate, and we're so excited for you. Now's the time, is. tis the season. We are in our Christmas garb. You should say so. um, Our Patreons are going to see it. They've already seen it in their uh, bonus episode from this month. But Peyton's got her Mary Krampus sweater on. I have my Mary Cryptids. It's not a sweater. T-shirt on because I get hot. Mm -hmm. We got our black Santa hats on. Yes. Black and white Santa hats. And uh, we're good to go. So our plan was to make some spooky drinks to have while we're recording this. Turns out we didn't like any of them. (laughs) Yeah, that was going to... Okay, so spoiler, that is our Patreon episode for December. That was going to be... We were going to end this year on a high note, but they were disgusting. With some alcoholic, fun, spooky drinks, but they were all gross. They were so nasty. So we only took sips of each of them, but we did make uh, the Harry Potter Butterbeer. We found a recipe, and that was delicious. And we spiked it, and now I'm drinking it. (laughs) Yeah, It doesn't look as appetizing on camera, but it it is good. I promise. So uh, we are not drunk like we thought we were going to be. (laughs) I'm a little. Because apparently she's a white white late. (laughs) No. Are you sure you're not intoxicated? I'm not. Oh. She's a lightweight, so that's okay. No. But I... I am under the influence and that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to make this even better. Yeah. So um, if you've clicked on this, you already know what it's going to be about. Uh, So welcome to part two of my cryptid series. Tis the season for some Christmas holiday and cryptids. So uh, I swear that I will make good on my promise to make other parts of some of my series ideas. Um, But, this one, I think, is my favorite. <laughs> so I'm not just going to focus on just one country or state on in this episode. I'm just focusing on the cryptids that are meant to scare people slash kids around the holiday season. <laughs> so, Because those are the best. Right. <laughs> the rest of the cryptid episodes will focus on a region, country, state. But um, obviously, if you've been a longtime listener, Peyton did krampus last year i did around christmas time yeah so yeah that was our christmas episode which i guess technically i mean if you want to add krampus in as a as a cryptid well that's why he's mm, he kind of is hell santa's a cryptid let's be real um but everybody thinks of krampus when you think of creepy christmas but um since she's already covered him he is not one i will be covering today so we don't want to be redundant yeah But otherwise, I think without further ado, we'll get started. Let's do it. So the first one I'm going to talk about today is Grilla. Yes. (laughs) So the first place we're going is Iceland, Mm -hmm. which I want to go to Iceland. I want to go everywhere. So bad. Everywhere but here. (laughs) But it's just, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I really want to go. Side note. Did you know that there is a folklorist department at the University of Iceland? Really? Is that not amazing? Or what? That is really cool. I like. That's another reason why I would like to go there. I would go to college. I go. I would go back to college if I could take a folklorist class. I would only take the folklorist. (laughs) (laughs) I'd just show up at the university. I'm here to take my class (laughs) and just like sneak into the class. Like (laughs) they'd be like who is that at the back? <laughs> who is that random old in the back? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I have to talk about Grilla first. Uh, we have to start with her because I can't talk about the Yule Cat, who I think is kind of the most famous Chris- Christmas cryptid after Krampus, in my opinion. Or Probably. the Yule Lads, without talking about her first. Of course. It all stems from Grilla. Because she's the mama. yes. So, Grela actually dates all the way back to the 13th century, and she wasn't actually originally associated with Christmas to begin with. Really? Yeah. So, historians actually believe that she was perceived as just a threat that lived in the mountains, uh, and was a personification, a quote, personification of the winter and darkness, and the snow getting closer and taking over the land. So, way back then... Nothing made sense to people. So they just tried to make sense of what they could and what makes sense to them. So legends of folklore like Grilla come to fruition. I mean, that makes sense, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's like you had science to explain why things are the way they are. Right. I mean, that's why we have all this weird shit. Yeah, I know. Through the ages and folklore and everything, because it's people going like, oh, that must be this. Right. With so, what they have available, the knowledge that they have available. Yeah. So eventually, she did become associated with Christmas, obviously. Mm-hmm. In Iceland, they celebrate Yol, or Yule, I think. It's it's pronounced one of the two ways. It's actually spelled J O L with a little chicka mm. over the O. Um, Yule, which is a celebration of the winter solstice, rebirth, and the start of the new year. And this dates way back before the uh, Christian Christmas holiday. Right. So it typically spans the last two weeks of December. They have a great celebration and an amazing feast celebrating their living and deceased relatives and all creatures inhabiting their land, magical or not. Oh, I love that. Is that not amazing? <sighs> Another reason to go. hmm Around Yule time. This is where the folktale started on her punishing bad kids. Mm. So she's been described as an ogress, a troll, a giantess, and a witch. No matter what she is, she's supposedly incredibly ugly and haggard. (laughs) I feel that. I mean, (laughs) I've also been described as an ogress. I've also been described as as a troll. Uh, Some rhymes even say that she has anywhere from 15 to 40 tails. Why? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Where are they? Are they all over her body? I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Some other descriptions of her say that she has eyes in the back of her head which would like make a mom. S- well I was going to say which makes sense and if she's a mother <laughs> if she's a mother and she's trying to see what the bad kids are doing like while she's turned she can still see a type of deal I get it um that also says that she has ears so long that they hit her in the nose I guess like if she turns her head her little earlobes <laughs> flop all around Oh okay because I'm thinking of or like like, like are, do they curl around her face I'm very <laughs> confused Viring I'm confused. very confused. <laughs> That's that southern woman coming to back out of you. Stuff her back down. It <laughs> uh, says so she has a matted beard, blackened teeth, and hooves. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So she carries a sack with her that she collects bad children in. Krampus style. Oh, Krampus style. I think Krampus came from Grilla. <laughs> Is he one of the lads? No, he is not. <laughs> we'll talk about the Yule lads, so. Oh yeah. So she's said to have been married a few different times uh and has like 70-ish children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thirteen of them we will talk about later. That's the uh, Yule lads that I was mentioned earlier. Now her first couple of husbands, uh, she ate because she got bored with them. <laughs> what an icon. I saw Warren's <laughs> Hold on, I saw one source said that she was the original feminist in that way. <laughs> She's like, I'm done with you. You're boring. It's time to kick you to the curb. But Grilla style, she ate them. So, okay. It's fine. Now, she ends up marrying La Pulotti, which I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't know. But he is just as large and haggard as Grilla, But he's the lazy one in the marriage, (laughs) so she does all the work. He just sits back and just lets her bring children to them, (laughs) basically. All right. Yep. He lets Grela go out, do all the work to get all the bad children, so that she can bring them back to him to cook in a stew. Ah. Mm Mhm. And sometimes she'll just eat them without cooking them too, because they are her favorite snack. It's bad kids. So be good. Otherwise, is going to come for you. Now, she really got associated with uh, Yule in around the 17th century mm-hmm. when it was decided that she was the mother of the Yule lads who we are talking about next. Mm-hmm. So these guys are basically 13 little dickling trolls is yes. pretty much what they are. So they arrive over the course of the last 13 nights before Christmas, starting on December 12th. So they start before you'll. So parents were scaring their kids with these little shits so much that they put a ban on telling kids about them in 1746. <laughs> like, is that not amazing or what? I love that. I would have still told people. Oh, absolutely. I still, I just. I like if You don't straighten up and fly right. Now, each one of these little fuckers has a name that basically describes what they do. <laughs> So we'll start yep. with the one that arrives first. Cause Do you know how to pronounce their Icelandic names? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. I'm only seeing their okay. English translated names. <laughs> well, because I've actually seen them written out in their Icelandic names. Oh, yeah, I have but too. I, I'm so confused, I don't though. know I don't, how to pronounce any of them. I know nothing about the Icelandic language or I don't how either. to pronounce any of that. No, I don't either. La Palade was bad enough. And I'm pretty sure I'm not even saying that right. I don't think you are. No. So with the Yule Lads, they, that like I said, there are 13 of them mm-hmm. and they, one comes per night leading up to uh, Christmas. Right. So the one that arrives first, <laughs> actually is said in here, I'm not even going to attempt their Icelandic names because Grilla and La Paladi were hard enough. So you first have Sheep Coat Claude. <laughs> in my opinion this is one of the weirdest names <laughs> and that's just one of the weirdest mm-hmm. names the next one is um, the next weirdest name so this guy sucks milk from sheep and harasses them <laughs> I don't know what the sheep did to him to how make do- him harass him how does he harass the sheep I don't know <laughs> Just, is he catcalling them from the outside of the barn? I don't know. No, that's sexually harassing. No, it doesn't be... say sexually harassing. <laughs> this is just harassing. Although he does suck the milk from them. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think they would consent to that. <laughs> probably not. No. Which is probably why they're like, "Get the fuck out." <laughs> um, and I don't know what it has to do with Christmas <laughs> at all. But I don't know. But here we are, because well, I mean it. Wasn't like, back in the day, like, didn't that how they got milk? Because did, did they have cows in Iceland? I don't know, I don't know. I'm assuming that's... I thought you were on milk? your way to asking, did they have cows back then? <laughs> I know they did. And I was about to be like, Peyton. <laughs> but I didn't know if they would had them in that part of the world, Paige. I don't know, actually. I don't know. Maybe they had the really uh, fluffy cows that I like the... Island cows. Those are, aren't those Scottish? Yeah. <laughs> we're not in Scotland right now. I know we're, we're not Iceland. in Scotland. Currently. <laughs> I'm aware we are not in Scotland currently. I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe, that's, maybe that's where they got their milk from. It could be. Yeah. Either way. That's how you make eggnog, I think. No. I don't either. I swear I'm not drunk. <laughs> Not even a little. Mm. But uh, this guy, uh, Sheepcoat Claude. he has two wooden feet and a peg leg. So I don't know how he's sneaking around harassing these sheep and and drinking their milk. I bet he's so fucking loud. Probably. (laughs) Especially if he's on, like, hardwood floor. Maybe not in, like, mud. I bet he sounds like a, a duck, like, running across the floor like that. No, cuz it's wooden feet. It's probably like clunk clunk clunk. <laughs> anyway. That's Sheepcoat Clod. Wait, does that mean he has three legs? No. M- just one peg leg, but both of his feet are wooden. Why would the peg leg have a foot? <laughs> why would Yeah, th- you know I'm poking a lot of what? holes in this. <laughs> I was going to say why are you questioning this? I don't know. His name is Sheepcoat Clod. <laughs> <laughs> and he harasses sheep. <laughs> His name is Sheepcoat Cod. <laughs> Why are you trying to find the logic in this? I don't know. I'm trying. Anyway, the next night, Yule Lad number two is Gully Gawk. What? Gully Gawk. Gully Gawk. Okay. Gully Gawk. So that's what... Um, Sheepcoat Cod and Gully Gawk have the weirdest names. In my opinion. But he hides in barns and skulks around to steal foam from the buckets of cow milk hey there's your answer there there's cows okay that may have been a dumb question for me to ask but i mean uh but he steals the foam off of the cow milk mm -hmm. i mean he doesn't even the milk just the foam. no just the foam all right at least he doesn't suck it straight from the udder (laughs) i guess question mark i don't know (laughs) yeah but I don't have a description of him, but I'm picturing him being very creepy. I Nowhere could I find a description of Gully Gawk. And I don't know why he's called Gully Because at least Sheepcoat Clawed had well, well if sheep if it. Well, if he's, you know, slithering around the barns, he's gawking at the cows, <laughs> looking at the foamy milk. That makes him sound like a predator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he is, though. He just wants the foam. That's a weird part to want. Why wouldn't you want the milk? <laughs> I don't get that. Anyway, so next night. It's good for your bone. You have to watch out for Stubby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as you would guess, he is extremely short. And what he does is steals food or just crust straight from the frying pan. This guy I get, though. (laughs) getting the food and, I mean, straight from from the the frying frying pan, pan, so it's still nice and hot. That's like going to Long John Silver's and ordering just crumbs. Yeah. Which I've definitely done before. Yep. I'm not even sorry about it. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. I get it. I get this guy. I get it. A little stubby there. (laughs) Next comes Spoon Liquor. I've, I've heard I've heard of this one. So he's tall and thin, looking all malnourished and stuff, um, because all he does is lick the remnants off of wooden spoons. Maybe he That's should it. take a. That's how he eats. It's just licking spoons. But maybe since he's so skinny and malnourished, maybe he should take a page from Stubby's book and hop up on the oven with him and and um, get some crubs. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I can't fault him for this, because I do the same thing. Licking your lick- wooden spoons? <laughs> yep. Ew. <laughs> if it's something good, like mashed potatoes. Oh my god. Before I rinse my spoon off, I lick the mashed potatoes off of my spoon, and then I rinse it. <laughs> I'm so done with you. I'm over you. It's fine. Next comes pot scraper or pot licker. One of the two. I've also heard of him. Again, I don't know about his description, but he steals unwashed pots and licks them clean. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Next guy is bowl licker. I've heard of him as well. Uh-huh. Now, the next one I swear doesn't have anything to do with licking, <laughs> but way back when... The people of Iceland would put their askur, which was a type of bowl that they used on the floor next to or under their bed. And it it was a bowl with a lid as well. Mm-hmm. And this made it super easy for bowl licker to steal the bowls and lick them clean. What was it dirty with? Whatever super food that they had for dinner that night. Oh. So. Because if it's by their bed, that makes me think of like a like a bed chamber, like a no, it's not a bed chamber. No. Okay. Uh, no, that's not like to go to the bathroom. In. Is it? No, it's, it's a pot, cha- pot chamber. Chamber pot. Chamber pot. There we go. Pot, pot, oh, wow. pot chamber. Wow. <laughs> that took me a minute. It I did. told you I'm under the influence. And I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, this uh, these uh, skewers are wooden bowls uh, that kind of look like, uh, I don't want to say cauldron. Like but a, a mortar. Is that kind of a shape? Yeah, like a like a mortar where you like make guacamole kind of. Yeah. Kinda like that. And then, but wouldn't... it but it also comes with a lid as well, and that's okay. what they would put their feast in. Okay. For whatever they had for that night. And then when they would put it under their bed or next to their bed on the floor, Bowl liquor comes around <laughs> and looks the rest of whatever's in there clean. I think it's creepy. It is. I feel more comfortable with spoon liquor and pot liquor. Yeah. <laughs> so next is door slammer. Mm-hmm. This guy just seems to be a dick because he doesn't want anyone to sleep. So he goes around stomping and slamming all the doors in your house. Yes. I think that's incredibly rude. <laughs> Ruder even than bowl liquor. <laughs> In my Less opinion. Less creepy, but rude, as still. Just rude. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Grumpy, one of the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. So, because I think he slammed a few doors. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. The next guy is Skier Gobbler. <laughs> sounds a little strange, but Skier is basically Iceland's version of yogurt, but it honestly sounds much better than regular yogurt. What's in Skier? I don't know. <laughs> How does that sound better? You no, know I do. It? I've re- researched this a while ago and I forgot because I did look it up. Here, let me just read it to you then. You don't have to be that way. Plus yogurt. Yogurt is definitely an acquired taste. It took it took me a hot second to really be like, oh, hmm, this is actually pretty I good. I tried to get into yogurt and I just couldn't. I like regular yogurt. Uh, Greek yogurt Styres is gross. Steer is an Icelandic cultured dairy product it has a consistency of strained yogurt but a milder flavor so i'm thinking that would probably be better because it's not as yeah it. <laughs> it says it has a slightly sour dairy flavor which has that kind of that yogurt flavor yeah with a hint of residual sweetness okay so skier gobbler if you can imagine he just tries to steal everyone's skier and eats it all so that's all he eats Okay. Next we got Sausage Swiper. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> well. He seems just as creepy as Gullygock because he hides in your rafters to wait for an opportune time to steal your sausages that you're smoking. So, he's wanting to steal them like while they're in the smoker. <laughs> So as soon as you turn your back, that's dangerous. He's coming down from the rafters of your house. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this dude's a creep. Yeah, no, thanks. That reminds me of those movies where like there's someone in the walls. No, yeah, I don't like that. But like, could you imagine you're just in your house smoking your sausages and everything like that, and this whole time this motherfucker's in your rafters watching you. Hmm. <sighs> And the other dude is laying under your bed waiting for your soup (laughs) or bowl or whatever. Right. Yeah. Fuck them. Now, this guy, uh, the next one, he actually sounds like he would be on the sex offender list. (laughs) (laughs) Because his name is Window Peeper. Yes. Yes. I've heard of him. Have you seen him peeping in your window? No. Oh, I live on the second story. (laughs) (laughs) He'd have to be really tall. Yeah. But uh, while he, while still extremely creepy, he's not looking at people naked. Mm -hmm. So that's not what his aim is. He's actually just snooping to find stuff to steal. That's all. He's basically window shopping Mm -hmm. into somebody else's home Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to purchase. He wants to steal. Right. So he's not picky about his theft like his other brothers. He just wants to stake out the house before he goes in to steal. So he'll take anything from what i was understanding uh the next guy what about a stray child will he take one of those maybe (laughs) i don't know don't leave your strays in there then (laughs) (laughs) now the next guy seems strange because his name is doorway sniffer yes (laughs) but honestly i can't blame this guy either because even though it sounds like he's just going to the doorway, like the frame of the door, and just like he doesn't, a, yeah, he doesn't actually sniff the door. No, he doesn't. Um, he has an, an abnormally large nose and an amazing sense of smell to sniff for baked goods. I Specifically, braid, I think, is how you pronounce it. I've like, sorry, Iceland, got it in the Icelandic spelling with mm-hmm. all the things, and in parentheses. I have what I thought it sounded like. <laughs> I think it's loyverbread. I was listening to some Icelandic people talk about what this is. Mm-hmm. It's an an Icelandic leaf bread, and it looks amazing. I don't know leaf. exactly. What is leaf bread? Leaf bread is what it's called. I don't know. It's bread. I love bread, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a something of a tra- tradition mm-hmm. in Iceland make it around the holidays or, I mean, whenever. But I also watched a video of somebody visiting a friend of theirs in Iceland and going around and everybody going around and making their Louisville bread. Mm, I just like baked goods. Well, that's what doorway sniffer likes. Mm. He doesn't seem like he goes and, like, steals it and eats it. He just wants to stand there and sniff it. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are into that, I guess. I guess. The next night comes Meat Hook. He Mm -hmm. uses a hook to steal meat. There's nothing else to say about him. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, Captain Hook in (gasps) it. Captain Hook in it. Yep. Okay. I don't think his hand is a hook, but that's pretty much what he does. What a twist. (laughs) I know. The final Yule Lad that comes on Christmas Eve is Candle Stealer. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems a little anticlimactic to me, but this guy would follow kids around (laughs) in order to steal Mm -hmm. their candles. And it seems a little out of context, considering pretty much all of the other Yule lads were very food-oriented. Even the guy that takes the foam off of the Mm -hmm. cow milk. But... I learned back in the old days, Icelandic candles used to be made from beef or mutton fat. So yeah. therefore, they were technically edible. Yeah, so he would eat the candles. So he yeah. would eat the I mean, candles, yeah. I've heard of him as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I wasn't aware that they were technically... I mean, I can't imagine they tasted good. No, I mean... Because like, it was made from fat. No, that's how, that's how candles were used to be made. Right. Was from... Fat, but I can't imagine it would have tasted. Probably that. not. I think he's gross with the sheep coat clod. <laughs> <laughs> it's the following kids are up. I was like, oh, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. No, you shouldn't do that. No, you really shouldn't. <laughs> so, basically, most of them were very into food theft and freaking people out, right? Essentially, is what they wanted. I get it. <laughs> Eventually, as time went on. They all took on a more benevolent personality as to not scare the children like in the olden days. I think that's kind of after the ban of talking about the Yule Lads back in 1746, I think is what Mm -hmm. I said. Sometime after that is when they were like, let's put a better spin on the Yule Lads type of deal instead of scaring kids. I mean, I'm all for scaring kids. Yeah. uh, Anyway. Nowadays, they still come on their assigned days. That hasn't changed at all. But they've kind of lost their names. So they're just kind of one a day, another Yule Lad comes. Mm. That's sad. And they don't, like, do what they were known for because of their names. Mm. So they've come just kind of generic. Lame. (laughs) But they're nice, apparently now. They're not shitheads and stuff. So instead of stealing, they leave gifts for kids. What you have to do is you have to leave one of your shoes on your windowsill each night. If you are good, the Yule lads will leave you candy in your shoe. I wouldn't want that in my shoe. (laughs) I mean, if you've got a bad foot infection or something, you probably don't want that. Can I just leave a bowl? No, it's your shoe. Gotta be a shoe. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise... uh. They're not leaving you shit. That's sad. Otherwise, bowl liquors come in and stealing your bowl. <laughs> if you were bad, they would fill your shoe with rotten potatoes. You'd still like that. Very specific. I don't want rotten potatoes. <laughs> like, oh, potatoes. Thank God. I didn't want any of that candy. <laughs> but basically, this is just a lot tamer than what they used to do. Which is lame. The rotten potatoes. Now. Lame. If you thought we were done talking about this family, you are very wrong. Mm -hmm. The last member of this family that we have to talk about is the Yule Cat. Grilla and her Yule lads have a pet called the Yule Cat. I mean, with that name, it kind of sounds kind of festive and like fun, like a Christmas kitty. That is far from the truth. (laughs) This thing is a giant, bloodthirsty black cat that searches the country on Christmas Eve and eats anyone who's not wearing at least one piece of new clothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, not only is the Yule Cat vicious, but he's also just mean. (laughs) And very (laughs) fashion-forward. Yes. But, like, that's just mean, just because I don't have new clothes? What if I'm poor? Damn it! He's not a fan of thrifting, either. No. It's gotta be brand new. Mm. Like, so picky. So it used to go that if you got all of your chores done before Christmas, you would get new clothes as your reward. Even just, like, new socks would save you, even. Like, as as long as it was one piece of new clothing. new clothing, yeah. So basically, if you were lazy and you didn't get your shit done, you would still be wearing your old shitty clothes, and then you were at risk of the Yule cat eating you. So don't be lazy, was the the, uh, Yule... (laughs) Don't be lazy was the lesson learned with the Yule Cat. So what the Yule Cat does is literally prowls the streets the night of Christmas, basically just towering over all of the houses. Like, it's just a giant fucking cat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking like a Black Panther house size. (laughs) This is what I'm thinking. It looks into everybody's windows, kind of like window paper. Uh, watches people on the street to see who has all the new clothes. If you don't get your new clothes, just to add to insult to injury, they will eat your dinner, and then for good measure, they'll eat you too. (laughs) So (laughs) now the Yule Cat became popular folklore in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. So it's a relatively new thing. It's believed that farmers or people with kids started it because they wanted everyone to get their things done quicker and better. So that they would use it as an incentive to get their workers or workers kids shit done or the kids to be good and get their shit done. Well, if then you, they should have kept the yule lads. But if you had the fear of a giant cat eating you, <laughs> maybe you'd get your shit done quicker, too. I mean, I guess <laughs> that was the thought process back then. Well, yeah, they they started going a little bit more PC with the Yule lads, and then they're like, "No one is getting things done. Let's <laughs> let's bring back a little bit of the scariness." Yes, oh, they got a cat now. And well, he'll it's eat like, you. Yes, now people are being good, but they're still lazy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, it's it's unfortunate though for the poorer families. You know, because it's like, well, if you don't get any new clothes, the old cat's going to eat you. Yeah, that is true. So I can definitely see just the rich people scaring their kids with this shit. Probably. Fucking people. (laughs) So that's pretty much all of Grila and her family. She has her Yule Lads plus 70 other kids. Apparently, we don't know about them. (laughs) They're probably, they probably got weird names like fucking sheep coat clod like him (laughs) doing weird shit (laughs) maybe throughout the year i don't know but that's our whole family so now we're moving on Mm -hmm. next one is frau perkta Mm. now this woman if you want to call her that (laughs) uh, she's sometimes known as the belly slitter what yes the belly slitter She originates in the folklore of Austria and Germany. Ooh. That's where the Frau comes in. Right. So this woman is a witch of sorts-ish. Okay. She's described with a beaked nose made of iron, who is dressed in rags and sometimes carrying a cane. I don't know why her beak is iron. That's what... (laughs) I'm still on that. I don't know. It's it's like, no, no. that kind of like steel-toed shoes? <laughs> no. Steel nose? It's iron, not steel. Close enough. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway, she carries a cane as well. Now, in some lore, she's also thought to have one of her feet much bigger than the other. I don't know the oh, advantage well, to I that. I mean, it's kind of like Krampus. He has one cloven hoof and one actual person foot. That's creepy, isn't it? <laughs> like, either have two feet or two hooves. He, maybe he didn't have a choice. I don't know. You can't help the way you're born, Paige. You No, you, that is very true. You I can't. Know. Uh, now she's, she's basically just ragged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like Grilla, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Except Grilly didn't have a beak. I don't know. Now, this is all pretty deceiving because she's carrying a long knife under her skirt. So she's just trying to seem like, oh, she's not going to cause any problems, even though she has an iron beak. But she's got a long ass knife under her skirt. Now, in a lot of the lore, she's said to be very interested in spinning and, and a clean household. So spinning as in, like, making yarn and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I you meant just, like, spinning in a circle. I was like, <laughs> she, why would she be interested in that? <laughs> okay.
1: She likes the feeling
0: of being dizzy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, like I said, she likes a clean household. So she would come around in the 12 days between Christmas and Epiphany. Mm-hmm. So that Yule time, basically. If your spinning was all done and your house was clean, then you would be rewarded by... Frau Brichta. It's also said that if she knows you've been a good, been good all year, because then you would be rewarded for that as well. So typically the reward would be that of a small silver coin in their shoe or their pail. Like their cleaning pail type of deal. Okay. Now on the other hand, if your spinning wasn't done, or if your house was a mess, you were bad that year, or... If you ate something other than the traditional meal of fish and gruel on her feast day, she would slit your belly open with her hidden knife and remove your innards and replace them with rocks, straw, and garbage. <laughs> she's fucking hardcore. Damn. Yeah. Like, she's very specific in what she wants. Oh, shit. Yeah, she wants your house to be clean. She wants your spinning to be done. And she wants to make sure that you are good and that you have fish and gruel on her feast day. If you don't do those things, she's pulling that knife out. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, it's also said that she would scrape the tongues of lying children with glass. <laughs> they weren't fucking around. <laughs> I just peeked horribly my mic. Right? I think this is like a common theme in german folklore where they go hard and yeah they are serious yeah yikes (laughs) right now what's even more terrifying about her is that she roams around with a horde of ghosts and krampus like beans oh goals did i say goals no you said ghosts yeah and i said that's goals Oh, (laughs) I get it. I'm like, did I say that? I thought you were trying to say like ghouls and ghosts. I think you're (laughs) the one under the influence. Maybe. (laughs) By proxy. (laughs) Uh, But basically, these ghosts are said to be unbaptized souls. Okay. (laughs) So she basically just kind of flies around with. Isn't that like a common thing? Like it wasn't that like, like in Catholicism? Probably. Or, like, if you weren't baptized, you went to, like, limbo. I'm so sorry. I'm not a Catholic. I may be speaking out of turn. <laughs> but- <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, even when we talked about changelings, they're saying, like, if you baptize your kid, it's not going to turn into a changeling, you know? So, I mean, it's maybe that yeah, same kind of thing, almost, you know? I don't know. Either way, uh, Frau Perkta is... Um, Definitely hardcore. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I never heard of her. I feel like I had heard the name, mm. but um, didn't know anything about her. <laughs> Next, I'm talking about Hans Trapp. This guy is a French Christmas boogeyman. Ooh, yeah. He originates from the region of Alsace-Lorraine, which is the on the French-Germany border. They've been fighting over that little piece of land forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this legend goes that Hans Trapp, trap, trap. I bet, I bet it's Trapp. Actually, this is super random, but there's, a, it's two seconds of a Parks and Rec episode where Paul Rudd goes, this is my dog. He It's in his like ad campaign for, he's running for something. I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Basically, Germany and France have been fighting over this little piece of land forever. Mm -hmm. So one of them will be like, well, uh, we hired a king for Oslo Lorraine. And they're like, no, no, no. Uh, We hired a king for this part. It's like a whole big thing. But it's really funny because in a Parks and Rec episode, Paul Rudd. Is like, this is my dog that was given to me by Pretender of the Crown of Oslo reign. So this <laughs> it's two seconds and it's so quick, but it's it was really funny. I've never seen Parks and Rec. It's it's like an office, but not as funny. <laughs> In my opinion. Okay. Well, this is where he is from. Okay. So the legend goes that Hans Trapp was originally just a man. In the 1400s, he was a very rich and wealthy man with lots of land and lots of things. Okay. But he was extremely greedy, mean, and honestly, just a dick. Mm -hmm. He did everything that he could to become even more rich and powerful, no matter who he hurt and Mm -hmm. what the cost was. So one of those stereotypical rich and powerful dudes in the olden days. Some accounts will even say that he was a Satan worshiper, <laughs> and others say that he actually sold his soul to Satan. Oh, either way, he was into some dark shit. Okay? The people of Alsace were all afraid of him. Alsace. Alsace. <laughs> the people of the region, there you they go. were all afraid of him mm-hmm. because just he was just an asshole. Uh, the Pope himself heard of this dude and excommunicated him from the church, and therefore the people of the region banished him from the area. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So his wealth and land was even confiscated, so he had nothing. Mm. Yep. Trap ended up making some kind of makeshift home of some sort in the mountains and wild of Bavaria in Germany. All he did was sit and brood and get more and more pissed off about his situation. And he dreamed of getting revenge on everyone. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter who it was. He wanted revenge on everybody. Okay. So he basically just fell into madness and started to wonder what it would be like to taste human flesh. <sighs> but, <sighs> I think we're missing a step there. We don't know what he did in that makeshift home that he had. All he could do was sit and be pissed. That's all he did. He became more and more obsessed with the idea and started to come up with a plan to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. Now, his master plan was to disguise himself as a scarecrow and just lay in wait in a field for an unsuspecting victim to walk by. That was the plan. Interesting. Unfortunately, the first person to walk by was a 10-year-old shepherd boy. Hans didn't give a shit. He lunged out and stabbed the boy with a sharpened stick and carried him back to his lair where he finished the job. He then cut the boy up into bite-sized pieces and roasted them over a fire, and his mouth was watering because he could not wait to chow down. (laughs) This dude's dark. Just as he was getting ready to eat, he was struck down with a bolt of lightning and died instantly. It said that God wouldn't allow this monstrous act to take place and decided to end the man where he sat once and for all. Now, it's said that his spirit lingers in his scarecrow disguise along the French-German border around Christmas time as a reminder to kids to be good. If you aren't, Hans Trapp will pay you a little visit. Yikes. Yes. Now, believe it or not, Hans Trapp was actually based off of a real guy who lived from 1450 to 1503. His name was Hans von Trotha, I believe. And he was a wealthy knight who owned two castles in the same area. Long story short, because there's a whole (laughs) story you can read on this guy. (laughs) He got into an argument with the Catholic Church over one of his castles, and right over one of his castles, right. All right, uh, there was a dam built somewhere around it or something, and he broke the dam and flooded a town or something along those lines. I don't know. It's a very long and confusing story. Uh, the Pope actually did excommunicate this guy. From the mm. church, um, but that's pretty much the extent of the similarities between the two stories, ok. So, um, it's not really said what he does to the bad kids. It's just like, like, oh, and just the, be good the lore, yeah. or Han, Hans trap, he's Ooh. gonna come get you Man. type of deal. So he's just kind of the French boogeyman. I'm taking you to Greece from the next guys. Ooh. I know, and it's it, this is tough. Kalakanzaros. oh uh i think it's uh killing kanzaro well it's k-a-l-l-i-k-a-n-t-z-a-r-o-s
1: they're they're
0: greek christmas goblins yeah yep and these guys are hilarious i think (laughs) so they actually have a few different names and are also folklore in Bulgaria, Serbia, Turkey, Albania, Bosnia and Cyprus as well. Oh, but and they each one of them from each region have they look a little different. They have a little bit different things yeah, that they do it's and everything. Kind, it's kind of what your culture, right? And not all of them are around been. Christmas, right? So, but right now I'm focusing around Greece. Mm-hmm. Now they are. Like you said, Christmas goblins. Mm-hmm. With their while their appearance varies, they can typically be known as small-ish, have hair all over their bodies that's typically brownish black, uh, and matted, so they're nasty little guys. Bark like skin, and they can have a human like body, but also I know. <laughs> oh, the bark skin, uh uh-huh. bark like skin. Woo. <laughs> Uh they have a human bot, human-like body, but also have some animal parts like donkey ears, monkey arms, huge tongues, horse legs or boar tusks. So I'm not saying all of those together, but they could have things like those. I'm getting flashbacks to the bunyip on Australian cryptids. Right? <laughs> Snake with a <the> beard. <laughs> Now, they definitely smell horrible, which is weird though, because they're supposed to have a great sense of smell for some reason. But don't smell themselves. But they smell awful. Yeah. They speak with a lisp. They eat worms, snails, and frogs. And they live underground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they speak with a lisp. Don't know. Saw that in multiple sources. <laughs> Now, throughout the entire year, they are spending their time underground sawing at the World Tree. Mm -hmm. The World Tree is also known as the Tree of Life or Yggdrasil. Uh, It's in kind of um, Norse mythology is kind of where the World Tree or Yggdrasil originates. Mm -hmm. Basically, this tree holds up the world. It's World Tree. So what these guys do... They try their damnedest to cut down the world tree throughout to the destroy whole year. the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is their goal throughout the entire year and I've seen pictures of these little black goblin dudes like full full black hair all over their bodies, and they've got this the the double ended saw <laughs> <laughs> on near a tree trunk, and they're all like trying to saw. Like, they, they do this throughout the entire year. So, honestly, if they succeeded, they would probably be the worst creature in the world. Because at least Grilla, she wasn't trying to destroy the entire world, she just wanted to eat a few little kids. <laughs> but, I mean, if they succeed, the world is gone. So, including Grilla. Now, just when they are about to saw the final part and collapse the tree. Christmas dawns, and they are allowed up to the surface. So they're just not allowed to go up beforehand, which is why they're trying to saw down the world tree. Mm -hmm. They completely abandon and forget their quest and make their way to the surface where they stay until January 6th, two weeks later. So during Yule or the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. Now they mostly come out at night and hide during the day. Having spent all year underground, they hate the sun. I get that. So, yeah, I do too, honestly. It's it's no good to me. (laughs) Now, they try to enter homes however they can just to wreak havoc. I mean, that's their entire goal while they're above ground. They try to come in through the door. Doors, windows, chimneys, anything that they could squeeze into. (laughs) Once they're in, they will just completely fuck your shit up. (laughs) So... Luckily, there are plenty of ways to protect yourself from these guys. Probably the easiest way is to put a colander out on your doorstep, which is hilarious because there's something like fairies do this kind of thing, too, I think. A yeah, sort of fairy. That's kind of that's kind of in the same ish lore. Yeah. If they come to your house. Well, I actually said in here, almost like the fae, they will be forced to count the holes until the sun comes up and they are forced back into hiding. The best thing about this is you don't actually need a big colander. Isn't it like they can only count to three or some shit? You can put a small one out if you want because they're little dumbasses (laughs) and can only count to two. (laughs) So they're like, one, two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Start this again. One, all night long. Now, if you don't have a colander for some reason, you can just put paint a black cross on your door or burn a very smelly shoe in your house. Because, again, they have a really good sense of smell. (laughs) They don't want the smell to smell a smelly shoe. I don't want to smell like shoe and shit. Right. Exactly. The last thing that you can do is burn your Yule log starting on Christmas Day all the way into winter solstice is done in January 6th, when they're supposed to go back underground. By doing this, they won't be able to come down your chimney. What's a Yule log? Just a big log that you cut to burn during the winter solstice. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if it's a certain type of um, tree or anything, but um, I didn't really find a whole lot about a Yule log. Other than you can burn it 24-7 Twenty four seven until January sixth. <laughs> All right. So be careful with the fire burning constantly in your house. But they can't come down your chimney that way. Neither can Santa, I guess. So <laughs> keep that fucker him. out. I don't want him in my fucking house. <laughs> no. Now, legend has it that if it's a, if a kid is born in these twelve days of Christmas, you c- they could actually turn into Achillanzaros. <laughs> 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 To prevent this from happening, you can bind your baby with garlic or straw or simply singe their toenails. What? I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know what you have to bind them with and for how long. My my question was the toenails. (laughs) Just take a lighter up to your baby's toes. Okay. And singe their toenails. I don't think you should do that. No. <laughs> you So bind them with garlic instead. Put a little straw in there. Bind them up real good. I, maybe the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Now, once January 6 rolls around, the they are forced to go back underground where they remember what they were supposed to be doing. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, that's what I was supposed to do. Let's cut this bitch down again. But the only problem is on in the fortnight that they're on Earth, the world tree completely heals itself, mm-hmm. and they have to start over all over again, and they repeat this process over and over again each year. So I mean, sucks for them because damn it, that's a long time to work at something and then have to start all over from the beginning. <laughs> But I guess it's good for us, so they don't end the world. Yeah. So. Now, I'm going to end this in Italy with La Bifana. Okay. Because I actually love her. Okay. <laughs> She's like a, a good Christmas cryptid. Oh, okay. Unlike the last little fuckers. Now, she was the original Santa be- before Santa became a thing. Like, she, her her origin story starts way before Santa ever did. Okay. Now, it's said that she was an old woman when Jesus was born. Like, she was there. Okay. Basically. Well, she wasn't there. I'll talk about that in a second. Was she one of the three wise men? We're going to talk about the wise men. Are you shitting me? I I am not shitting you. We are going (laughs) to talk about the wise men. Okay. (laughs) Funny you should say that. I was joking. Nope. (laughs) All right. I'm not. Okay. Now, honestly... History is not kind to her physical features because of course it's not. Right. (laughs) It's said that she is a decrepit, haggard looking woman. Same. But she's so sweet and nice. (laughs) And I don't want to call her that. But like multiple sources legitimately just straight up called her ugly. (laughs) All she did every day was cleaning and sweeping. That's that's what she did. That's what she wanted to do. She just oh. wanted to make sure her house, her little hut, was clean. So, this, I think mean, she's precious. There's something so wholesome about that. I know. Just wait. Oh. Legend goes that the three wise men ended up at her cottage on their way to the manger where Jesus was born. Oh. Yep. They explained to her that what they were doing. And about this newborn king that they were on their way to see. Okay. I mean, they told her the whole story. Like, this is going to be amazing. This is supposed to be the newborn king. This guy's supposed to be do great things. And we're on our way to go see him. So she offered them a place to stay for the night. Uh, and they were so grateful to her because she was such a wonderful hostess that they actually asked her to accompany them on their way to on their journey To see this, like, wonderful sight. Mm -hmm. They're like, you should come with us. You're super nice. Just, yeah, we got an extra camel. Come on, let's go. At this point in time, she was cleaning still. And she had her broom and uh, said that she simply had too much to do and too much to clean. So she wasn't able to go with them. You know, declined politely. No, thanks. I got a lot of shit to do. After they left the next day, the more she thought about it, the more she was sitting and stewing on it, the more she thought, shit, I made a mistake. I really should have went with those guys because this sounds awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> she very much regretted not going with them. So she decided to go after them, try to catch up maybe to meet the baby. Okay. Okay. She got a few things together as a gift cuz you know of course they all said we got gifts for him because it's amazing thing. So she's like I don't what I is a baby like, you know? <laughs> I don't know. So she got a few things together, uh some bread and whatever she thought that might be valuable. Uh she got it all together, got a nice little pack and she took off. Uh she also brought a broom with her as a gift to the mother. Of this new baby because she's going to need something to tidy up with. Oh is that my not god! Cute. That is really precious. Like I'm just picturing this little old lady like sweeping, sweeping, sweeping. I gotta get everything all clean and stuff. And these three guys show up, explain to her what's happening. These are the gifts we got. You should come with us. You're a wonderful hostess. She's like, I, you know, I've got too much shit to do. I'm sorry. Just you know, go ahead. I can't. Then she's like, damn it. Let's get some bread. Oh, you know what? Mom needs a broom. She's got a new baby. That's so precious. She needs something to help. Maybe she doesn't have that. She's a new young mother, you know? <laughs> so and she takes off. Like a grandma. Yeah. Now, even though they told her how they were trying to find this new baby, no matter how hard she tried, she could not find the manger. She was searching high and low. She couldn't find this place. She followed the star, just like they said that she was supposed to, but nothing doing. She never got to meet baby Jesus. Okay. So now every year on Epiphany, which is around January 6th, the day the wise men got to the manger, that's what's so significant about January 6th, La Bafana rides around on her broom that she was going to be bringing to the baby's mother. Mm Mm-hmm. And visits every child in the world looking around for baby Jesus. She's normally a little sooty uh, because she slides down chimneys to check on in on the kids. Since she can't find baby Jesus, she leaves presents for the good children. Like sweets and toys and leaves coal for the bad children. <laughs> so like I said, she was the original Santa. It's also said that you can leave out an offering of cakes and wine for La Befana, as a thanks for the gifts that she will give to you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's old grandma. She's got to have her wine. That's way know. better than Santa. Isn't that amazing? So much better. So much better than Santa. Why don't why isn't Santa female? I don't know. Because we had to manify everything. Apparently. <sighs> don't even get me started. dude. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> So La Befana is still celebrated throughout Italy today. Yay! Yes, in one municipality in Italy, there is a huge festival to celebrate Epiphany, and anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand people attend each year. So here is where there are hundreds of people dressed as La Befana, who juggle, dance, greet children, just like Krampus, but in the sweet Santa e. Jolly type of deal. You don't have, like... People going around and hitting kids. (laughs) Yeah. People hitting you with the switch. Right? (laughs) Oh, but I love that, though. I I know. (laughs) I want a Krampus to come out and hit me with a switch. I want to go to Europe for Christmas. It sounds so much better there. (laughs) There are even regions who have a letterbox to La Bifana... At their post office for children wanting to write to her, just like other places have Santa boxes oh. around here. Parents typically give their kids gifts on Epiphany, but they will always typically put some coal, quote unquote coal. Uh-huh. Of course, it's they they have just like here where you have the candy coal. Right. Or especially around Christmas time. They have that as well where, where they celebrate this. Okay. So they will put their gifts into their, you know, bags or whatever for like a stocking almost Mm -hmm. um, for Epiphany. But they will always put some coal in with those gifts. It's uh, like a rock candy, dark caramel coloring to make it look black. Okay. Because every kid has been at least a little bad throughout the year. (sighs) Isn't that adorable? I love that so much. I know. (laughs) And I love this idea as well, where, yes, you're going to get a few different gifts because, again, all kids are bad throughout at some point in time throughout the year because they're kids and they suck. Of course. So why would you just give them gifts at the end of the year? Because that's just awarding all of the bad things that did throughout (laughs) the year, you know? You got to give them a little coal because they're bad at least a couple Times. times. Here's for yeah. that one time you were shitty to me, child. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But I love in this, it. But in this, it's, like I said, it's a rock candy. Like a caramel rock candy. So. I love that so much. I know. And the pictures that I've seen <gasps> are just. You gotta show me. Oh my gosh. They're just amazing, honestly. And and there is a, now of La Bafana, I, I, you know, I've seen all kinds of pictures of the festivals and stuff like that. But like, when I was looking up. Grilla and La Palati There's definitely like a Grilla and La Palati statue in places in Iceland and stuff. I it's love awesome. That. So <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. But uh, yeah, so that's all. Those are all my uh, Christmas cryptids. I love that. Um, I had to end with Lava Fana because that's, I read about her and I'm I like, I love that. Oh, she is precious. I just love her. And from now on, I want to celebrate Lava Fana. Yeah. That's what I said last year. I was like, "Boycott Santa. I want Krampus (laughs) everywhere. I have a Merry Krampus sweater on. You can't see it in the video. That's fine. Yeah, not very well. No, I've got my Merry Cryptids. (laughs) I've got Mothman and Bigfoot and probably the Jersey Devil, a werewolf. I don't know. So that's all of. There's more." There definitely is more, because there was another one, because I even looked up Bill Schnickel, Mm -hmm. because obviously the first place I heard of that was The Office, obviously. Um, So he's kind of, basically his big thing is he's full, he's just dirty, Mm -hmm. and he wears all kinds of animal furs, and hits people with a switch. But yeah, that was pretty much, that's pretty much everything I read about Bill Schnickel. That was all that popped up. So I'm like, yeah, that's not a whole lot of anything. So <laughs> uh but yeah, there was some other ones, but I think these ones that I picked out were were my favorite. So <laughs> I like those. Of course I I've heard of most of them, like the Yule Lads, uh Grilla, the, the Yule, Yule Cat, Cat but there a few of them are new to me. Yeah. Hans Trap is just a scarecrow. Yeah. When you said that the original guy's name, you were, you said Vaughn, and I was like, oh my God, was it Von Trapp? Like the sound no. of fucking music? No. Yeah, I was getting ready. I almost like was like, Hans Von Trapp. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that man was uh, a Christmas cryptid. <laughs> and the fine. sound of music. So it's fine. Yeah. So uh, we hope everybody has a good holiday season. Yes, um, no matter and, what you celebrate, and I hope that La is good to everybody yes. this year. I want a T-shirt with her on it. I know, really <laughs> that's bad. What, that's what we should dress up as for Christmas or something. I thought you were going to say for Halloween for a hot second. No, we're talking about Christmas. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween has passed, unfortunately. Yeah, but you gotta show me pictures of her so um I know what she looks like. Yes, and I, I will she... post I will post some pictures as well. <laughs> for show. But yeah. Um look into some of those festivals because it's really freaking cool. I would love to go. Seriously. That sounds wonderful. I know. So make sure you leave your shoes out for the Yule lads to leave you some good shit and yeah. not rotten potatoes. Leave some um, cakes and wine out for La Bifana and um, make sure you burn your Yule log for the entire two weeks so that those little Christmas goblins can't. I'm I'm going to be putting a colander out on my front porch <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and on my back steps <laughs> so that those little guys can't get in. So That's a good idea. But otherwise, hopefully we'll have all of our episodes out for the next few weeks on time. We are going somewhere for around Christmas. So, fingers crossed, we get everything yeah. out on time. So, if it's not, we apologize. Yeah. If it's not, it's fine. <laughs> we, it's okay if we take a little Christmas break. Right. <laughs> so, it's fine. But um, anyway, but we will see you guys next week. Absolutely. But if you can't wait, if you want to see a little bit more of our episodes, or if you want to hear a little bit more of us, you can subscribe to our Patreon. It is patreon.com forward slash 2kway podcast. And we are posting along with this episode, we're posting a Christmas episode for that. Yep. Um, where you see us make the disgusting Christmas or not Christmas, but like spooky horror drinks. and spooky drinks that we talked about at the beginning of the episode that we were supposed really to drink gross. throughout this episode. Yep. But turned out to be gross. <laughs> so oh, they were so bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. That's okay. But I'll be posting pictures on our Facebook and our Instagram once this um comes up, and that's two K and two K away podcast on Facebook and Instagram respectively. Absolutely. Uh, and if you'd like to contact us to suggest a case, oh, yeah. or if you would like to, I don't if you're from one of these countries. Like, tell us your experience. Oh, my gosh. And tell us what you do and your, your for, customs and yeah, everything like that. Yeah, for Christmas and everything. And, like, tell me if I got anything right. <laughs> tell us how to actually pronounce everything because yeah. we're not good at it. We tried. We, we try clearly, you know, proven that throughout the right. year. Just over a year of us doing that. So no. we're not good at it. <laughs> no. No. I'm not even good at English. Let's mm, be real. No. So. Nope. So if you'd like to contact us, you can do so at 2 podcast at com. Yep. And we just want to say we want to thank everyone and we hope you have a good holiday season. And we just we just love you so much. So much. Absolutely. And thank you for your continued support. Absolutely. It, we appreciate it so much. And sure. we'll be doing another page episode next week because I wanted uh, Christmas week. So, yes. Peyton did two in a row. I'll do two in a row and we'll go back to our back and forth. Absolutely. Otherwise, we will see you then. All right. Bye bye.